Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Hey, you incredible bunch of humans. Right, we've got a very highly requested chat this week. We're going to be talking about self-care, which I know can be difficult for some of us. And what we really wanted to do in this episode is expand out our definition of self-care. And um, I think we did that. So this really could be an amazingly helpful podcast. Wherever you happen to be, we've, we've put something in here. Wherever you are in your process, wherever you are in your path, whether you're alcohol-free, whether you're not, this, uh, this should be helpful and useful for you. So, uh, yeah, that's all there is to say, really. Without further ado, I'll hand you over to me and Ellie. See you there. Da-da-da-da-da! We're here. Da-da. Oh, there's a fucking massive magpie looking at me through the window. Shoe. Is it oh, it's gone. Oh, it's gone. Here you go. There's not wearing shoes. Can you imagine a magpie wearing shoes? Shiny shoes. There's somebody I know listening to this that has now got an image in their head which will soon make its way to paper. <laughs> a magpie with shiny shoes. Oh, mate. <laughs> what kind of shoes would they be? Oh, shiny. Tap down shoes. Be, no, no, they're just shiny. They'd they be, you know, like Aladdin shoes. Trickin'. Curly ends, yeah. I was thinking like... Um... But it would be three curly ends because it would need one for each toe. <laughs> oh, cool, blimey. That's a... Yeah, making shoes for magpies, that would be... Well, I mean, you'd probably have to charge quite a lot for them, wouldn't you? Because one, I imagine a high level of skill, um, probably relatively expensive. Because as you say, it's kind of like a three-way shoe. Um, well, I mean, depends how you look at it. Not much material, I guess, ultimately, because it's not very big. But yeah. highly high levels of skill. Your marketing costs would be through the roof. Why? How are you going to reach them? Flyby. Flyby advertising. With a pigeon. Shiny shit. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and in your garden, as long as, like, that's the thing, isn't it? As long as it was shiny, they'd, they'd, they'd be everywhere. And then, and then word of, uh, word, word of beak. Word of beak. <laughs> anyway, enough of this. Mr. Sam, you always find a way to bomb my intro, don't you? Yeah. It's right. Fun. Today. Today's a big day. We're talking about more self stuff this is we've got a little mini series or not so mini series which if you've missed any you might want to go back and have a little listen to this one is a biggie slash very interesting topic of self-care oh yeah oh yeah and we've got a lot to say about this so we'll see how um mammoth this episode becomes or how concise we can be I reckon. But, uh, I reckon we'll be ludicrously concise. What do you reckon? You think mm, not based upon previous history? But yeah, l- l- last week we talked about driving and then went down the right old rabbit hole. Mm. It was a good rabbit hole. I'm just going to warn you. I've got a sneeze on its way. So I will say that we. One of the reasons that this is so important for our audience is because of self care being typically. Our only, hang on a minute, let me rephrase that. Alcohol being typically our only means of self care. 
I remember going and seeing my, uh, I went to a cognitive behavioral therapist for a little while and uh, had some real success with him working on anxiety. It was great, great. And I also had some phenomenal success with my arachnophobia with him. So when I, um, when I went back to him sometime later for, I was just exhausted basically. And in the conversation, he said, look, there's nothing, there's nothing I can help you with effectively because you're tired and you don't have social support and you need rest. And within that conversation, he was asking me in by way of trying to help me, what's your self-care? What do you do for self-care? And I don't know if that was the first time I'd ever heard anybody reference the term self-care. And I thought about it and was rather embarrassed because I only had two answers, one of which I didn't share with him. <laughs> so one was yoga and the other was wine. So which one and, didn't you share? Well, I didn't share the wine, did I? <laughs> I just said, oh, I'll do some yoga. And then I remember like leaving thinking, that's really shit, isn't it? That those are the two things that I've got to pull upon to help me to care for myself, to nurture myself is yoga. Wonderful, wonderful thing to nurture myself with, by the way. And alcohol, and alcohol was actually, wine was casting this big shadow over my yoga practice. And I've said this before, with hindsight now, I can see how my yoga practice was always going to be stunted somewhat, like it could only ever go so far because alcohol was in the way. And that's how it felt like this, this, this shadow becoming bigger, casting a bigger, and, and we know why this is, but that pattern is quite insidious because we can have other means of self-care and other things that we're interested in. But the further that we go down the path of drinking and particularly using alcohol as a means of self-medication, and, and that doesn't have to be extreme, but just as a means of relaxation, of tending to the nervous system, then over the course of time, you're going to lose interest in all of the other stuff. It'll all fall by the wayside and alcohol becomes the only thing. Yeah, it's interesting because I wouldn't have, um, I definitely wouldn't have even have thought in terms of self-care in the way that a lot of people think about it. <clears throat> I think um, I was always quite into I was super sport. Like when I was a teenager, I was super sporty, super into skating and then alcohol and everything moved in. And by the time I got to uni, I can actually remember walking around the, uh, you know, when you go like walk around the tables where the clubs are and be like, yeah, I'll join all these clubs. And then I basically just smoke weed for the next five years and didn't do anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> so no way I was going to be like, yeah, yeah, guys. Hey, let's go to the running track. <laughs> That's a great idea. It was not going to happen. So my, so I didn't even have a concept of self-care. I just had a concept of getting fucked up. And then later, but the one thing that was always really interesting, like from the moment the door opened for me into the kind of spirituality or kind of world, I was, it's the, it's the one thing that I have just never had to, I don't feel like I've ever had to motivate myself to, to not be looking in that direction it's funny because i robin is often and so i've been reading fiction at night and i have to motivate myself to grab storybooks and read fiction at night because otherwise i'll end up reading 
you know also I don't know, it'll be to do with um yeah some something in the in the world of like spirituality or something like mm. that and i know that reading fiction at night is really good for me so it's funny like for me it was less about self-care and more about the stuff that i i i could just feel in my belly was 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 for me and so i got into kind of meditation i got into you know mindfulness and looking in all those kinds of directions and going to the gym and feeling good and doing yoga and those things, as you say, mate, they just would either, they were not the same. Like I had such a, if I, if I weren't drinking, so this is sort of like going into my mid twenties now, if I were on, like if I had a month off or anyone who knows my story will know, I got to this point of kind of drinking very heavily and then stopping for a bit, then drinking heavily, then stopping in those periods where I stopped my yoga practice, my mind, like all those things would just feel so different. They just have a different quality to them. It's like the fog would lift and I'd, and, and I would just, it would just be amazing to be alive and I'd feel great. And then I would sort of, for whatever reason, I'd get pulled back into drinking and those things would either stop or they'd just be entirely different. You know, try, try sitting and meditating on a hangover. You know, it's not, it's just not the same. Um, and so I guess recently, I've started to like kind of think about it in terms of self-care, but I guess ultimately it's some people, but a lot of guys listening might be like, Oh, bloody hell self-care. Well, what's, what's that? Is it, is that, is it, is it candles and incense? And I guess it, it can be anything. It doesn't, it's, it's, it's not just necessarily like, we're going to talk about this more later, aren't we? It's not just candles and incense. It might be mm. making sure you've got time to do the stuff that you know is important to yourself, making sure you've got time to do the stuff that you love that lights you up making sure that you've got time to do the important life admin so that you've got time to have the time for yourself. Because if you don't make time for the life admin, all that shit just bleeds into everything else and then you don't get any any time for yourself. So yeah, so, uh, just reflecting on that. So I just had a bit of a waffle, but I, I, I don't think I'd even conceptualize the idea of this as self-care and, and all that stuff until I kind of came into the world of coaching. Because obviously there's buzzwords and there's a lot of like, stuff that flies around in terms of, you know, those those kinds of things. Um, mm. Yeah. But I, I do think that it, we can have like a bit of a funky view of what it is. It's subjective, right? So it's going to mean different things to different people. And typically people will think of like, like I said, the candles and a bubble bath. But mm. if you don't, if your nervous system doesn't need candles and a bubble bath, like it's not appropriate for every every situation or every every time. Like the and, and there are there's all sorts of different things that feed into this like the things like delayed gratification things like um you might want to be able to change your feeling state in the moment you might need to regulate the nervous system or or damn regulate the nervous system you might have practices that over time there's a cumulative benefit of them but you wouldn't necessarily like said about the delayed gratification you wouldn't necessarily feel the benefit in the short term there are things that we like right now i don't want to do my fucking tax return don't want to mm. do it flat out but I, I need i need to get it done at some point and to think of my future self and get that thing knocked off the list then i'm not 
stealing energy from myself by thinking about the dread of having to do the thing. So self-care can be, it can be bubble baths and candles, but it can be doing some of the really difficult stuff or having the difficult conversations or, um, you know, in, inducing, like cold water therapy is a great example, inducing stress. That's, you know, intentional stress on the body. Well, I would class that as self-care for me. And it's had a, yeah. a transformative um, impact on my life. Definitely. For some of us, it's going to be, did some, um, I did a certificate in, uh, what was the, the name of it? You know, health coaching and, you know, this kind of stuff. And a certificate, as the kids call it. A certificate, yeah, I love it. A while back, and, and there was a concept in there that I really liked. And it was kind of talking about how, you know, a lot of people, it really depends on who we are, but people either tend to be very good at working out, um, but they're severely lacking on the working in, or people mm-hmm. are very good at working in, but they tend to be lacking on the working out. So, yeah. so for example, someone might be very like gym heavy, very good at like pushing themselves, like activating sympathetic nervous system, um, fight or flight and going out there, thumping the pavement, you know, I don't know, whatever it is, you know, um, but actually, and actually they'd like to see more performance in that area. And the, and the idea is, well, if I just did more of that, that would actually get me there. When actually what what we're needing is, you know, I don't know, Tai Chi or chilling or a bit of sign of like, you know, yin yoga or something to kind of slow down or just learning mm-hmm. to actually be with ourselves to sit on the sofa. And for someone else, it might be that they're, um, you know, very good at doing that side, but they actually aren't ever getting their heart rate up. They're never... And and I think it's one of these things where like I think we're naturally drawn to different um types of exercise and all that kind of stuff. But as as a as a body, as our physiology and neurology runs, um, when you look at the science across the board now, you know, it's good to have rest and it's also good to have, you know, at least a few hours a week of kind of zone two exercise where you can exercise and talk. And it's also good a few times a week to get yourself to the point where you like you've exercised to the point where you're heart's thumping and you're, you're like, oh God, I don't, don't want to do that. Um, you know, you feel kind of like very, and because if you think about it, you know, we're, we're sort of designed to be doing those things. We're going to have a burst of energy a few times a week to get away from wild animals or whatever's around the corner. We're going to be walking a lot. It doesn't take that much to kind of, kind of go back in time a bit. I used to do these reflections back when I first started all this coaching stuff way back before I was doing kind of alcohol-free coaching and stuff. I used to uh, do these these reflections with people um, where we'd sort of like go back 12, 15, 20,000 years or whatever and imagine what would have just been a given, what would have been a natural mm-hmm. and just talk through how much would we be sitting, how much would we be standing, how would we eat? Not to try and say everybody has to live like a, like a cave cave person, but because there's stuff to see in there, um, and so self care was kind of was, was kind of while was dialed in back then. Self care was sitting around the fire, communicating, telling stories, you know, hanging out with the hanging out with the kids, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Being out in nature, all those things were just kind of a natural. Mm. And now, very often, the things that we need are that we describe as sort of being nourishing. Um, and we spoke a lot about this with Jolene Park on her, on her sort of training that we did together, right? Is it really is actually a simplification rather than a, compli- a complication. Very often we're trying to make things very complicated. You've had um, a complication. <laughs> yeah, a complimentication. 
yeah no and actually we just need to really simplify things and people laugh they'd sort of like smile and have a giggle with a hippie shit didn't they you know walking in the grass with 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 bare feet and that kind of stuff it's so nice that to me i mean i'm in a really different place if i sort of when i go stay with my mum and dad i like to walk up to uh they'd probably they'd probably tell me off at the golf course if i know i did this i don't walk on the golf course golf people don't worry but i go up to where the golf course is and it's on the side of a cliff and there's this really lovely long grass that grows off the side of the cliff and you can kind of just just like going up there and doing some yoga or walking around barefoot when the sun's going down and it and it's warm but the grass is cool um that's like heaven to me that's complete magic and um it's so simple right so bloody simple yeah yeah and we are naturally drawn to this stuff like i will always find myself drawn to water and it's like i was telling you about the little trip that i did with um coach m from australia mm. And we got to this, so we were staying at a place in uh, about an hour from London and it's a wellness retreat and spa and it's like, show me the water and I'm in it. And the first body of water was this little green looking pond outside and we were both just desperate to get into this thing um, because it's this lovely little body of water and right next door they've got a, a sauna and so the first thing that we did was we went in there and I'm, I'm, I think that's possibly even the first time I've jumped in a pond like that. Cause I'm a bit, I'm a bit funny about pond weed. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, I'm not sure I like this sensation of the pond weed between yeah. my feet. We used to swim in the sea, but it was just, it was just utterly divine, utterly divine. And so we were kind of going between there and the sauna and, I said to you, there's little froggies living around, and the froggies like looking at us like, What the fuck are you doing in our pond? Why do you keep getting in and out? What's going on? But any any water, it's like I'm there, booked a massage, and it was a uh what's called a hydrotherm massage. So you're you're on you're on like these pads that are filled with warm water. So but that's and, and that's possibly to do with my star sign as well is the that like that that for water for me being in water around water is just wonderful and it might not be water for you but to be able to listen in and tune in acutely enough that you can sense might be hearing might be visual or it might just be a felt sense of what are you drawn to what are the things that feel good to you and having the courage to try things out and the, and the willingness to be wrong too, because the cold water therapy thing, I've said this before, somebody mentioned it to me and my immediate reaction was, hell no, I like to be warm. Mm. Now, if I'd have listened to that voice, my life would look very differently right now. And because I was willing to be wrong, having been wrong about many, many beliefs that I'd uncovered after the smack in the face about alcohol and relaxation, I decided to not listen to that first voice. And that's quite a good tip generally is to not listen to the first thing that you think to get quiet and still for a bit longer and see what else transpires. Because the next voice was, well, how do you know? How do you know you won't like it? And then it's been probably the most transformative practice that has been 
uh, brought into my self-care routine. Mm. It's, it's bad news for me because uh, I've never been wrong about anything. Mm. Mm. Like really first. Mm. No, of course mm. I'm joking. Um, I think probably one thing I've been wrong about. Imagine. I've been wrong about fucking endless shit. Um, so yeah, I mean that's it, isn't it? It's it's funny because our well, funnily enough, your body isn't your uh there's like a, obviously a, the mind the body mind and mind body, but like that voice in the head that's like bloody hell, I'm not getting it now, I'm not doing that. Um it's there's so often it's felt this stuff, isn't it? It's kind of a it's not always the case, but I think you for many of us, we probably can wind back to the kind of stuff we like to do in as kids or teenagers and 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 see what it was that we were kind of really into that we didn't mm. we kind of got really, really drawn into that um and uh yeah, and follow those breadcrumbs not always maybe it's it, maybe it's just about trying things out and seeing seeing what it is that works um for us. But yeah, I think we uh, I think that's really powerful. I think the I think probably the biggest thing that I would love people to know from this discussion here is that self-care, as we've said, is not just the kind of classic uh, ideas that we might have of, you know, bubble bath and all those kinds of things. There's there's many other different, there's many other ways of looking at this. Um, and, you know, I know there's it's a bit of a cliche these days, the old self-care isn't selfish thing, but I guess that's probably worth just looking at for a minute as well, because I think for a lot of people, you're finding the time or that can seem very difficult um you know whether we're perhaps we've, we've got like a job that's really full on or perhaps we've got the kids a lot or perhaps, whatever it might be um and it can seem like well it's the last the last thing on the list of priorities is, is that and we may have to get a bit creative with it and we may have mm -hmm. to kind of um accept that things aren't perfect but i think we do have the ability whatever's going on in life to create self-care one way in some ways and it might just be you know really i mean to be honest if the best that we can manage is is two minutes outside with some deep breathing like that is a lot better than not having the two minutes outside with some deep breathing or so i think it's a getting creative about it and starting to kind of really think about prioritizing it in a way in the way in your mind it's not that it's because i think for many many of us we go right well that's the last thing i'm going to think about because i've got all this stuff to do when actually if we prioritize mm -hmm. that stuff more and actually give ourselves the self-care all the time then the other stuff actually takes a lot less time so i hear this a lot with with mindfulness and, and things like that just five minutes in the morning or 10 minutes in the morning does this kind of mystical thing to the day where we have more time for some reason we just seem to there's a little bit more space in our head sometimes there's a bit more we just feel a bit less activated it's kind of you know you know the whole like more haste less speed kind of stuff like i used mm -hmm. to run my life just completely activated and 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 kind of adrenaline and cortisol everywhere and actually that's not necessarily the best way of, of going about it we can get more done with less time if we're feeling more settled and more focused and more so it's kind of like you got to try this yeah. stuff out and be brave enough to bring it in um, and tell the people in your life who, if you, you know, this is where the courage might be needed is to tell the people in your life who aren't used to you having this time for yourself that you need some of it and have some discussions about it. Because um, we all need this stuff, right? We live in a life that's like, there's so much stuff going on. Like there's so much stuff all around us. Life's, life's busy for a lot of us. So just having these little windows of opportunity, I think, is really important. 
Mm. I think the, the the first thing is, even before adding anything in, is like, what can you take away? Yeah, that's a good what point. Can, what can you stop doing? Mm. What can you delegate out to somebody else? What can you kick out into the long grass? What can you just dump all together? And then the the stuff that, well, if I just did the thing and cleared the cleared the decks because it's done, then I'm freeing up that mental energy that's taking ruminating and or worrying about not having done the thing. So that that to me is the first bit is like what because we do hear this a lot. I'm so busy. I mean, I'm I'm terrible for this myself. Like I'm just like shit. There's not there aren't enough hours in the day. I can't get to everything. Well, stop trying to do everything then. And yeah. and be really discerning and really I was about to say really choiceful. Is choiceful a word? Well, there is if now it be wasn't choiceful. Before, it is not be choiceful. <laughs> be choiceful again. Just like you have agency. I, there's been a lot of discussion recently about duty and feeling obligated to do certain things. Well, it's always a choice. You may feel duty, you may feel obligation, but you're still making the choice to do whatever the thing is. So you you get to be the custodian of your time and your body and your nervous system. And I think that, that courage, I'm glad that you brought it up because sometimes that's that's the thing that we need. We just need to have that little ounce of courage and a kick up the backside to stop doing something and see what happens what happens if i don't keep doing the thing the way that i've always done it and then we have some kind of proof and it doesn't mean that we can't to use your phrase choose again we always can but having a play with this stuff and seeing where we might be wrapped up in story i mean a story like that that i've always got running in the background is to do with like tidiness and an order and i've got three kids and two dogs living here with me like it's it's not going to be like a friggin show home it's going to be like yesterday oh my god aqua beads ah! it's just like aqua beads every like these little bloody whoever invented aqua beads needs to have some things done to them. <laughs> they need, need some acrobeads shoved somewhere. <laughs> my God, these bloody things. And it, but but that's like my, my default thing is the kids get out like crafting or play-doh and I, and I start to like uh, uh. Mm. but why is that? Well that's because there's a story running there. So you know I I get to choose whether I keep running that or do something different with it. Yeah. So uh, to me, that that starting point is, well, what what can we strip away? What can we get out of the way before we start making new choices? Yeah. And if you really feel like there's a block there, that's the that's a great place to take. Great thing to take to even to just talk, you know, just talk about it. The things if you're trying to figure that stuff out in your head, you know, you may feel that you can just talk to your partner about that. Suddenly things just open up. That, uh, you know, you know, you think, you know, you've got that story in your head of, oh, there's this time and I can't take this time and then talk to your partner and your partner's like, yeah, that's amazing. Mm. 
Like, I wish yeah. you did have more time for that. That may happen, right? Or you may feel like that's not the case and you may feel like you want to talk to your coach or whatever, or that like whatever's going on for you. Because I feel like that whole thing of, you know, you can't see the label from inside the jar. There is a, there's very often maybe an unconscious reason why we're kind of, like why we, we feel like I just can't self-start. I just can't give myself that thing. So for me, um, the idea of, sitting on the sofa for sort of like 10 minutes with a cup of tea and just looking out the window and watching the, the the trees sway in the wind or something, it just would have looked like pointless to me. Like there, there was just like that just, it just would have been, wouldn't have even seemed possible. It's really possible for me now. And as you say, it's a, that was a, that's a massive doing less thing, not, not a doing more thing, because I think it's possible to turn anything that could be really wholesome and enriching and life-giving from bubble baths to anything can also be turned into a, like another task, another thing, another, it can be, it can like, we can innocently strip it of that and put a different energy into it. Um, Of like, Oh God, I've got an hour for self-care. So I've got to make sure that I I do this and I do that. I do this and I do that. And, and, and we live in a culture where, some things that can be very positive, like habit stacking. So like, you know, doing a couple of things together because we enjoy them and just to save ourselves a bit of time. Um, that can be really powerful. That can be a really amazing kind of hack, but it can also, but it's a double-edged sword because it can also be the kind of thing where you end up, you know, trying to do however many things at the same time and then you're not actually available for any of them fully. So it's mm. a juggling act. It's a balancing act of of this stuff. And I think one thing that happens for a lot of people is when they first stop drinking, you know, our central nervous system is used to having the effects of a depressant drug is it's used to having GABA and it's used to kind of being um, sort of down regulated. And then, and then we're used to feeling raw after that in hangovers and stuff. So we drink more to bring it down. And then we take that away. And what we often get left with is kind of, we, we just feel a bit raw. We feel a bit kind of open to the elements and, and at that point in our journey, it may be what what looks like self-care. For me, I really, you know, I've always really been drawn, like running was was very, very nice, great thing for me. And, and just, you know, it just a bit, it depends on us. It depends on who we are. And that will change over time. And then now the kinds of things that I consider to be kind of really magical for a lot of people, I think they may, may be considered pretty mundane and day-to-day. Um even if it's like going and buying, getting a new kind of like, you know, special tea or something, <laughs> something yeah. like that, like that kind of stuff. I'm like, awesome. Or going for a walk in the park. Um, here's, here's something that I love to do, right? Don't tell anyone this. This is, this is funny. I, um, I can't, I'm not a very good napper. Right? I've never been a very good napper. Um, and I don't really think I'm necessarily someone that needs to kind of nap that much, but you know what I do like doing? I like going to the park and just lying in the sun and just having like a 20 minute, 20 minute nap in, in the, in the warm sun. And then, uh, then going about my day, <laughs> I feel like, I'm like, yeah, that's great. I love doing that. Cause every time I just can't do, I can't fall asleep when I'm napping at any other time, but that for some reason, it seems to work a treat for me. Um, just don't say where, cause you'll have people setting upon you to steal you. I don't know. Bits steal, and me, steal me aquabeads. Nah. Well, I mean, ho- hopefully not. I mean, it could happen, couldn't it? But I think I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know. But, but yeah. So all that said, all that said, we get it's not as easy as like 
or just do some stuff because it, it, it sometimes it can be a bit like well i have sort of tried um, <laughs> so thanks um we get it's not that easy like always that easy but but very often it is also true that we have a deep knowing of what we'd like to have or you know what our week would look like and stuff like that but we we've just blocked our, we've innocently just blocked ourselves from it <clears throat> we say stuff like well i can't have that hour on a wednesday because and then we just make something up afterwards and normally it's like because it's always been like that or because of and and actually it you know most of it's made up most of it's made up and and there'd be something to see like if you if you portion out that bit of time for yourself to lie on the sofa or chill out for a bit and then you find that it's really difficult because of then you've learned some stuff maybe some stuff will bubble to the surface um because for a lot of us it might be i don't know how to be with myself yet or you know i'm i'm kind of afraid to be in my own company because of well there's you know that's 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 amazing that stuff that stuff that can be that worked through and, and can be very very helpful um, yeah yeah i think yeah the, the the point about coaching through this sort of stuff is really important because otherwise the whatever the activities that you may have success with including can then have the potential to be forms of bypassing yeah so your uh, in, incapacity to be able to be with yourself uh, can be exacerbated by channeling energy into it's it's effectively like another means of not necessarily numbing but another means of escape or um buffering you know yeah that's a so, good point yeah so i think having some having access to some form of coaching is highly valuable because not only will you get the benefit of being able to, you know, sift through, you know, having somebody having a fresh pair of eyes, look at whatever your situation is and be able to clear that space so that you have got some space to breathe and include new things in that are then going to excite the nervous system and have you feel really good. Like, the, wow, that's one wonderful thing. But then also to have the kind of support that can help you relearn how to be with yourself and enhance that connection with self so that you in in any moment you know what you really need and what, what what's going to be nourishing and useful to you yeah so that you can skillfully navigate your way through life because things are always going to be in flux and things are going to change and challenge is going to come in it's going to be so-called good times and so-called bad or difficult times and if your self-care is hinged on you know one thing like mine was alcohol or even something that would be considered healthy if, if that's your only tool in the box then you're gonna you're gonna come a cropper at some point but such a great Come a cropper. Come a cropper. Is that like Roy Cropper so British, Coronation Street? Yeah. Who is cropper? I don't know. What, just, what is a cropper? Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the point being, <laughs> very old, it's about retaining a level of, not just retaining, cultivating uh, flexibility and adaptability to your circumstances. 
not so that you're trying to avoid things, but so that you're able to include your experience exactly as it is. Yeah, that's cool. So I think there's a few things to kind of consider. Um, one of them is to sit down and have a, like if there's a knowing of you in you of what you'd love to have. So if you'd like to have that hour on a Wednesday, or if you'd like to be able to go back to, because people often say, oh, I'd love to go back to, but that kind of stuff, write down all of the things that you'd actually like to do. And then if there's a, you know, but I can't because write that down too and have a good hard look at that and ask yourself whether it's fucking bullshit <laughs> because a lot of the time like it may be i can't go on a wednesday night because i'm picking the kids up from school well okay right like if it's a, a an actual thing you know that kind of stuff but it might be uh you know because i don't know that's when la 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 right and you look at it and you'll be like that's actually changeable i've actually just been telling myself i can't do that and and that is actually that's one conversation um and so then then it's maybe just the courage to have the conversation. So that's one one thing that's very important. Another thing that's very important is consider expanding out your um, concept of self-care, what it even means. Um, give it a different word if you like. You know, it could be me time. It doesn't have to be self-care. Like I'm just, you know, I don't know. It could be anything at all. Um, but how it works for you and and consider the consider the kind of um idea that if if you're doing anything for yourself that the future you is going to be like oh thanks for doing that mate then it's likely that that's like a really good thing to to do because it's it's like it's you know we all have those things where we like you what what did you share earlier that I was, was quite about nice. food prep so yeah. i get these is it called gusto or gusto yeah, yeah. or something get these gusto, gusto boxes and they arrive I'm fucking waiting for one now, but it's not going to come till the back end of the day, but that's by the by. They arrive and then you've got your ingredients and things in there. And uh, I love it because I don't have to think about what I'm going to cook and mm. there's no waste, but it still involves a level of preparation. Uh, so I still got to cook the bloody thing. And one of the things that uh, I'm usually like in high doing mode between like 6 a.m., and kids going to school at like half eight. And so that involves trying to get the kids ready for school. But then there's little there's little pockets of, of time where I think, well, I could just get those carrots chopped up yeah. or prepare the onions or whatever the things are. And I started giving myself the gift of having those things done. And then collectively, what it meant that was that, you know, six o'clock Ellie was very, very appreciative of, 6am Ellie because it's it, it's all there it's in bowls and all I've got to do is tip it in and so the, those those small gifts to myself have been highly valuable yeah it's really worth thinking about as well because if you've got like a brain that struggles to to motivate I'm thinking of you know we've spoken about different challenges that people might have from ADHD to all these different things but something that I've really learned for me is if you know if you can afford it to, to, if, if if it's within your remit to sort of do things like that like get um so i sometimes order from these guys i don't do that often but i order from these guys online and they send some like meals um and like meals it's, on wheels meals, on wheels, meals kind of, on wheels no no i'm not getting You're meals on wheels that would be great something 
no, no, it's not them. It's not. It's not the. It's not those vans that go round. I think they're called all plants. They're really good, actually. Um, but sometimes I just want to be able to go to the like. I'm not going to have time. That that to me looks like looks like self care. Now, to someone else, their self care might be carving out the half an hour to actually cook dinner, um, because they know they're like putting some tunes on, and like having that half an hour to cook the tea and just sort of meditate and mm. cook or whatever so it doesn't look like there's any there's zero prescription for this but again it's um <clears throat> i kind of realized like i was walking to the shop um because i'm really bad at doing like a weekly shop i just i'm so bad at that so i just like wander over there and buy stuff and i sort of realized that when i do that in that way i like spend a load of money that i don't need oh, to spend yeah. so actually funnily enough if i do like an order for like meals and stuff it, at the front it can look expensive but if i actually sit and figure it out Someone else said to me on a, um, and look, we all have to make our own decisions about this, right? There's, there's always, there's, there's always going to be stuff like that. That's, that's hugely, um, hugely important. One of my biggest things for self-care is, uh, and I mean, it's just become really natural now is, is actually going to bed when I want to go to bed. That's probably one of my biggest things that I have going. And I, and I, people sometimes say to me, are you actually leaving now? Like it's only 10, are you going home? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Cause I normally go to bed at half nine. I am. And I don't feel bad about other people. <laughs> other people might be have all sorts of feelings and stuff about that, but that's not my business. Like my business is just, I know, I know what's important. So yeah. So I don't, is there anything else that we want to share with people, mate? Cause it just feels like, and also the other thing is that we, we get that with this thing in particular, it can sometimes feel like there's this almost like invisible blockage as to like why we just can't seem to be able to find the time or or enjoy the time when we get it or and in those cases um it could be really powerful to talk to someone about that be it coach or whatever makes sense to you like maybe you've got a mentor or whatever right but it looks like trying to figure that stuff out in your in your head you you ain't very often we don't kind of get there because some of it's sort of invisible. So we need someone else to mm. sort of help us follow the breadcrumbs for what's going on there. Um, yeah. And I think, I think that's probably most of it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The only other thing that I'm thinking of that I slightly glossed over at the beginning was talking about how just in terms of the way that alcohol works with the brain and body, how we then lose interest in, yeah other things and kind of spoke about that like broad brush like we all know the answer to that and maybe we don't so you know we've got a lot of new listeners to the podcast and people that are coming in um to our lovely little world and so may maybe that's something that we can come back to on another episode we can talk in a bit more detail about um what happens and uh you know revisit this this subject of self-care in a... yeah i think i think we have potentially done an episode at some point talking about the mechanics of what's going on as there in terms of you know when we imbibe alcohol what's actually going going on as to why things that are really lovely and wonderful things to do suddenly start to lose their sparkle i know we have but i can't for the life of me remember exactly where but for but anyone you know who's go on sorry mate I was just going to say, I think it'd be a really nice thing to do because bef before we came on, one of the things that I wrote down when we were talking about the fact that we'd lost your list, not sorry, mm -hmm. that you've lost your list, I haven't lost it, that one of the things that I, that I wrote down was sparkle. And you've just said it. Um, 
so maybe that that is the episode it's you know what happens when the sparkle's gone and how do yeah. we get it back how to get the sparkle back yeah cool all right well, that'd be fun i think that'd be really really good um to anyone who has joined us um you know, we've obviously been on a journey for the last 18 months or so that we've been sort of putting these episodes together so if you are listening to these afresh then there's a whole host of stuff that we've covered in around certain specific topics to do with alcohol and all sorts of things and and we've titled things most of them apart from the odd moment where i wrote something ridiculous oh, and hilarious God. down yeah are quite good at telling you what the episode is about there's only one i'm thinking of which really pissed off ellie crow it was great it's the only moment live on air you've actually got pissed off at me it's so funny i, I fucking love it because you actually got annoyed <laughs> um but like you know properly annoyed um I call the episode the, co- six, the, co- the cockerel with a funny song for anyone, but it's very fitting for the episode. But some of the stuff that we covered a while back, mm. we are going to sort of recover or return to because we, I think a lot of it, we, a lot like it's, it's not that things have drastically changed, but I think we definitely have a lot more. We've, we've worked with a lot more people to this point. We've seen a lot of things differently. We've, we've obviously been on our own journeys. Um, and so, yeah, I think we'll kind of naturally cover some of those things. And yeah, that would be a great one. So if anyone's got anything else that they'd like covered in particular um, or extended or returned to, then the place to do mm. that is the is the Facebook group, right? So just come in. And that is a great place to do that. You can literally just come in there and just pop it in the feed. Um, every now and again, I do a who, you know, what what would you like to have a podcast on? And that's how all this, this self stuff came about, the self um kind of series has come off the back of people what what people have requested so um yeah right team adios um how do you say bye in french i've forgotten au revoir uh, yeah that's it how many how many and languages can we say goodbye in uh right so we've done adios afidesen what did you just say au revoir tata is that <laughs> what language Ciao. is that? Um... Yeah, Chow's quite good. Chesh in Polish. I can't remember if that's. Uh, it's definitely how you come. My, my, I've forgotten all the Polish on you. Yeah, what else? What else can you say goodbye? Adios. Have we said that? Yeah, I've said that. that was the first yeah. one. What do what we do didn't our get American very far, friends say? We? we haven't got very far. What do our American friends say? See you later. <laughs> that's australian what do they say okay, no. come on I'm this is stop. it this is the point where the podcast ends and everybody's waiting here with with bated breath i've got a cowboy in my head go on then how does he how does he say cheerio as he rides off rides off into the sunset or she no, what do cowboys say yeehaw is that, yeah, is that what cowboys say yeah come on then yeehaw <laughs> I just love how when we have these chats, all these kind of like fractal rooms open up and there's another thing and another thing. And even though we've spoken about it ahead of the conversation, kind of when we get into the the live realness of it, then all these other things start opening up. And uh, anyhow, there we go. There's my reflection after listening back to that. I hope you all have a wicked week and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week.